But first, it is time for How to Be an Adult. And as you know, the premise of this slot is that there are no stupid questions. And we try and get down to the nitty gritty of topics that you know a little bit about, but maybe you just haven't picked up very much information about. And one thing that came up in a conversation with a friend of mine during the week was egg freezing. More and more women are doing it, but lots of us don't actually know what it entails. How does it affect you physically? How much does it cost? How long does it take? When should you do it? So I thought we would get an expert in here and ask her all of those questions. If you have a question, you can send it in to us. Five one five five two is the number to text, or you can email us Louise at rte.ie. I am now joined by Dr. Kathy Allen, consultant obstetrician gynecologist at Marion Fertility Clinic. I was so delighted with myself for getting through consultant obstetrician gynecologist that I messed up Marion Fertility Clinic. Um, thank you so much for coming in, um, because I do think that this is an area people are are aware of freezing your eggs as a concept, but not necessarily the practicalities of it. Mm-hmm. So I suppose let's start at the beginning. Um, w- when would a woman decide to do this? Um, yeah, so Louise, this is something, egg freezing or oocyte vitrification is the proper medical term for it. Basically, it's become much more popular as it has become much more accessible over the past decade. So it's a relatively new technology that, you know, that we in the fertility world are um, providing and also that people are availing of. So there isn't a huge decades-long history of this to look back at. Yeah. But um, but certainly in the UK, the there has been an exponential increase in the number of women availing of egg freezing um, but funnily there hasn't been that same exponential increase in people coming back to thaw them out and use them. Right. So this is a really interesting thing that's yeah. happening and it has lots of societal and you know um, social um, ramifications but um, in answer to your question it is um, now quite accessible around Ireland in many IVF clinics and um, I, egg freezing the initial technology was designed to freeze eggs mostly for people who had um, an urgent need to do so. So, for example, people who are facing a malignancy diagnosis or some non-malignant medical condition that is rapidly reducing their ovarian reserve, something like you might have heard of endometriosis Mm -hmm. or people who have a history of premature menopause in their family. So perhaps for women in their late 20s or early 30s who have this uh, diagnosis or anticipation yeah. hanging over them. I was diagnosed became, with yeah. cancer when I was 32 and I, I didn't have time to do mm. it. It wasn't, but, but other people with the same diagnosis as me at a similar age froze yeah. their eggs because yeah, there yeah. was, you know, the treatment would have had an impact on on your fertility. Okay. Well, that's very interesting now that you say that. And, and there are great, um, you know, moves afoot to try and improve the services for children and young adolescents. Mm. And uh, certainly some of my colleagues in Marian Fertility Clinic, Dr. Lucia Hartigan has recently been appointed and has that very remit um, at the moment. So there's great strides in that. So hopefully yeah. that'll continue to improve. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I was mm. lucky. I have two kids, so it worked out for me. Um, but that is certainly great news. So that makes sense. So initially, but then obviously there is a social factor as women try. I mean, look, we're all Mm. this idea of the biological clock. And I kind of hate that phrase, but it is hanging over us as women throughout Mm. our lives. And it does impact the decisions that we make in terms of our career and in terms of relationships. And I certainly feel like it would be great if we could remove that. You know, if only there were a magic wand. But um, yeah, I mean, certainly... Yes, this is this is the way we live. This is society. People are delaying their childbearing. Some are delaying their childbearing for multiple reasons. Some 
social. They just haven't met uh, somebody that they'd like to have children with. Sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's um, education, you know. So the way we live, uh, certainly in the Western world and well-resourced countries, has changed for women in particular. Mm. But biology hasn't changed. It's still a brute when it comes to biology, to reproductive ageing. Yeah. And there's a huge discrepancy between biology uh, time clock for women and for men. So, yeah. yeah, so women are under pressure for, God, lots of things, it seems. Um, but this is no exception. But this is something, I suppose, that, um, you know, people have become informed about. And some women are coming forward now and wanting to freeze eggs for that reason so that they um, can extend their biological or their fertility window. Now, so far, um, it's the, the cohort of people who've come forward for egg freezing has been more the wrong side of 35. You know, right. it tends to be people 36, 37, sometimes 40, 41, um, rather than the more ideal younger 30s um, where the success rates and the chances of a live birth down the road are much better. Yeah. But listen, this is something that, you know, as I say, it's new enough technology um, and uh, it's it's just up to, I suppose, everybody to be extremely well informed mm. to go in um, for this, what is an elective procedure without you that does is not without risk mm. um and not without cost so it's very much up to people to become very well informed yeah. get all the facts and all the figures before they engage on something there is a little bit of marketing going on around this yeah. which um is is i don't know not particularly welcome i think but yeah. um but in more information is is definitely necessary well i suppose that's one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you today so so from what you've just said there i in an ideal world people will be doing this before 35. Mm-hmm, okay. Exactly, yeah. And then you said there that there there are risks and that there's a cost. So, I mean, what kind of money are we talking here? Because I suppose we better get that out of the way. Yeah. Because I presume that's a prohibitive factor for many yeah. people, even just in terms of getting it done before 35. Yeah, so um, the cost of doing one cycle of egg freezing, which entails... Um, self-injecting potent medications for about a week or 10 days to stimulate the ovaries. Um, So those drugs are not cheap. Um, Then uh, the cost of having some ultrasound scans to make sure that everything is under control. And then an egg collection procedure, which is a surgical day case procedure um, done transvaginally. So it's not abdominal surgery. But, you know, it does, it is... um, uh, a procedure that can be associated with bleeding or or visceral injury. So um, again, uh, all of these things add up and then the cost of actually the lab side of um, stripping eggs and checking are they at the right stage of maturation and then the delicate and important um, technology that is needed for freezing them yeah. and getting them safely into cryo storage. So all in all, it costs about €3,000 okay. for one cycle of egg freezing. That doesn't include now the hidden cost and time off work and uh, yeah. and, and other things like that. But say between two, seven and three, clinics will vary. Mm. Um, but that is pretty much the cost of it for one cycle. Now, people, some people will need to do it more than once. I was just going to say. Perhaps three times right. to get a proper harvest of eggs that gives them a reasonable chance of a live birth down the road. Right, because of course, 
When you when you harvest the eggs, are you assessing them for quality? So the embryologists in the lab will um, make sure that they are at the right stage of maturation. So eggs go through uh, their own little life cycle yeah. and are at dis- different stages of the of the cycle. So you want them to be at a mature stage. It's called metaphase two for anybody who remembers their biology <laughs> and the cell cycle. But basically that's the stage when it is possible to inseminate right. an egg with uh, a sperm. Okay, so in a perfect world, how many eggs could you hope to get from a cycle? So there's a huge association with female age and the number of eggs required. Right. So um, if you're, say, 32, quite an ideal age to freeze eggs, then if you can get 15 eggs, nice mature eggs frozen in the bank, that gives you, and there are all sorts of calculators, but probably about an 85% chance of having one live birth down the road and possibly a second and even a third if you're extremely lucky. Mm. Fast forward another eight years and the statistics are very, very poor indeed. You know, so early 30s, um, good 85% chance with 15 eggs. But if you're coming at this to this when you're, say, 40 years of age, you may need to freeze something like 35 or 40 eggs to get that kind of number and you may never get that kind of number. So as I say, age has a huge bearing it's the single most important determinant of reproductive outcomes anyway so which there is you go. so hard because it's so hard to know I mean I think I think a lot of women are just hoping that they'll meet the right person and then it will happen naturally and they mm-hmm. won't have to worry about it mm. so you have to I suppose kind of hedge your bets in a way and prepare for the possibility of maybe not meeting someone who you want to have children with mm. which in itself is kind of a grim thing to kind of confront so it's it's yeah. such it's so it's so unfair it, <laughs> I, I can't is, help but yeah. feel like it's so unfair for women yeah it can be and then you know I think there's a lot of pressure on women anyway to be Oh God, to have it all and to do all things. Yeah. And, uh, and then, but this can be, I mean, uh, there's a huge debate. There's a lot of controversy about this. And when I go to meetings and I listen to international experts, I mean, no, nobody will deny the fact that it's, 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 it is controversial. Yeah. Um, you know, is this something that can be wonderfully emancipating for young women and that they can extend their their uh, fertility window well into their 40s if they've frozen eggs at 32? I mean, that really does give yeah. you um, a nice, I hate the word insurance, but that's kind of the, the term that's used. Now, I'm not advocating that people leave having their children to their late 30s or 40s because there are pregnancy-related complications um, that can happen or risks that go up. But at the same time, it gives people an option and it gives women the choice, which is extremely important. So as I say, it can be kind of emancipating, but then there are others that say, um, actually, no, this is more like exploitation, you know, that this is kind of putting this out there. There's this horrible pressure on women to, oh my God, my friend froze her eggs. Maybe I should freeze my eggs. Oh, I'm I'm irresponsible for not freezing my eggs, you know. Yeah. So it's quite complex and yeah. I it's it's interesting in my own observations of of women who are coming forward to doing it. Wonderfully well informed women have made their own choice. Sometimes they're a little bit sad about it. You know, they're coming forward and they're going, okay, I'd like to do this, but it's not what their life dream had been, you know. But then at the other end of it, there's this wonderful joy. You see, when people say, how many? I got 10 eggs. I have 10 eggs frozen. Happiness, yeah. you know. So I, do, you know, I'm interested in what's going on as well um, with the whole thing. I'm, I'm, 
I don't think there's a right. I don't think there's a wrong. It's up to the well-informed woman yeah. to make her own decision and then give herself options for the future. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is so enlightening. Um, questions are coming in, so I'll just give them another opportunity to send in questions. We're talking about freezing eggs today. We're lucky enough to be joined by Dr. Kathy Allen, consultant to obstetrician gynecologist at the Marion Fertility Clinic. If you have a question, 51552 is the number to text. We will be back in just a few minutes. We are in the middle of how to be an adult and this week we are talking about egg freezing, getting down to the nitty gritty and we are lucky enough to be joined by Dr. Kathy Allen who is consultant to obstetrician gynecologist at the Marion Fertility Clinic and she has been sharing lots of information with me but you have been sending in your questions in your droves so we better get straight into your questions otherwise we'll never get to them all. Um, so the first one says, how long can you keep your eggs frozen? What happens if they aren't used? So there are currently no, uh, there's no legislation on assisted human reproduction in Ireland. There is a, um, a bill coming through and hopefully an act, but at the moment there is actually no laws in Ireland on it. Um, so it's up to the, most clinics will have their own kind of guidance, their own kind of framework. And often they will say... Um, 10 years is always trotted out. In the UK up until recently for elective egg freezing, so for non-medical reasons, it was 10 years. Um, but that has recently been revised to up to age 55. Okay. Um, next one says, Hi, I'm 37. I have my tubes tied. Can I still freeze my eggs? It is still possible to do so. Yeah, the ovaries would be unaffected by tubal ligation. Wonderful. If I freeze my eggs in my 30s, asks this person, can I use them in my 50s or is that weird? Is there an age limit? <laughs> Um, well, technically it is possible, yes, but there will be, again, you know, good medical practice guidelines. I mean, generally the cutoff for trying to conceive um, biologically, obviously, is going to be much, much earlier. When you're actually using technology, my own personal cutoff or advice is strongly to try and have family before 45 if one is using mm. frozen or donated eggs, mm. because the risks in pregnancy do uh, mount up. So there'd be significant risks of preeclampsia, hypertension, diabetes, and then the risks of stillbirth and neonatal loss and, and all that are, are, are high in yeah. that age group. So I would not be advising leaving it until the 50s, no. Okay. My sister is going through IVF at the moment and the issue seems to be around her eggs. Is it possible for a sister to donate an egg in Ireland? It is technically possible, yes, to um, for, for one sister to do that for another. Is it easy? No. Both parties need to get um, independent medical and legal advice. Again, because of the lack of legislation that mm -hmm. currently exists in Ireland. But technically it is possible to do this for with its third party yeah that would be a huge thing wouldn't it absolutely yeah it is and it does require a lot of counseling a lot of you know ensuring that both parties and not only both parties who are directly involved but both parties spouses because yeah. they both have rights on the whole thing too so it is um it is interesting but done properly and carefully it can be um you know can have wonderful outcomes oh absolutely i mean it's a beautiful thing but i suppose you know when you think about surrogacy you're you're carrying someone else. I mean, it is biologically someone else's baby. But with this, you know, your biology is in the baby. It's a huge, I mean, what a huge gift it would be to give to someone if you were able to do it. Um, okay, next one. How soon before egg freezing should I stop my contraception? Um, 
so it's important that women are on folic acid with, um, for a couple of months. You know, the, the guidance is three months of being on folic acid before um, trying to conceive. And I guess that that actually relates also to before harvesting eggs. So one could come off the oral contraceptive pill one month and do egg freezing the, the, the next month if they wish. You okay. know, so there's, there's no, it doesn't have to be off it or have a washout period or anything like that. And indeed, we often use the combined oral contraceptive pill to help time um, a cycle in order to um, to, to get dates. Uh, so it's, it's fine. There's another question um, around the pill as well. It says, I'm, I've been on the pill for six years. I'm 28. Could this affect my fertility or chances of getting pregnant in the next couple of years? No, I think we should really reassure that listener that um, it's, it's actually fine to be on it at that stage in, in the 20s. In fact, it, there are some non-contraceptive benefits to the oral contraceptive pill. It gets a bit of a bad rap. I was just going to say, it. it seems like there's actually, a lot of anxiety around no, there are, as I say, there are benefits to having a nice regular cycle. There are benefits. It keeps, for example, ovarian cysts at bay. It keeps endometriosis if one has a tendency for that at bay. It keeps a nice regular um, estrogen um, you know, levels coming up and down each month, which is very good for bone mm. health and, and many other um, parts of the body. So, and at 28, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's 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 fine. Now, mm. if she would come around and turn around and say, I've been on the pill and I'm now 38 and I'm, has this affected my fertility? Yeah, well, the time length, you know, uh, has because we're all born, women are born with all of their eggs and that is it. You don't regenerate them as you age. So um, female age is equal to. But it wouldn't age. be. It wouldn't be because she'd been on the pill. It would be because of her age. Because of delaying. Yeah, yeah that's the only risk. That yeah. it delays you. Yeah. Okay. Is there a risk with the hormone injections? Asks this person. Does it increase chances around cancer later? So the injections that are used are uh, generally um, a form of follicle stimulating hormone, FSH for short. And that's a, a, a hormone that comes directly from our own brains, from the pituitary. It's just given in much higher doses um, when one is stimulating the ovaries for something like IVF or an egg collection for egg freezing. Um, it's, it actually is a very clean mode of action and it is very targeted at the, the, you know, the target organ, i.e. the ovaries. So it has very, very little side effects on other parts of the body. Now, anybody can have have a side effect, can feel a bit off, can have a rash, can have, you know, their own uh, personal response to any new medication that they've never had before. But generally, they're considered a very safe um, set of drugs. There are people who have a very high egg count mm. and you give them a small amount of FSH and actually they have a very florid response. So there is a risk of a condition called ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. But, you know, we're all over that and we're always looking for that and looking yeah. for any signs and, you know, that might... Um, lead to that and in egg freezing actually because the whole aim of the game is to freeze eggs you're not actually trying to get that woman pregnant at that particular time yeah. the risk of her getting full blown ovarian hyperstimulation which is um, you know um, exacerbated by becoming pregnant is lower okay um, are the medications covered by the drug payment scheme asks this person how much time off work would a woman require yeah, so the high-tech medical uh, script in Ireland covered by the DPS does cover um, a significant purport, a significant cost of the FSH in injections and another injection which is used to control um, and stop ovulation prematurely. So there are, we are lucky in that regard in Ireland. We don't get much assistance financially for any sort of fertility assistance, but um, this is something that is very useful for people. It doesn't cover all meds, like, for example, the pill, if you need that, mm. or if you need other meds, but um, generally that is <coughs> very good. And 
was the second part? How much time off yeah, work? Yeah, how much time off work? Depends on what you do, I guess, but um, not much. You, certainly you would need the day of the egg collection off work. You would need, because of sedation and that used to make it comfortable during it, you'd need another two to three days off. So, you know, about, probably about a week in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, less so. Um, but again, it depends. Like if you're an artist at home, you may be able to, um, you know, get back to work. If you're somebody who works on a building site, it'll be a different a story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I've been on the pill. Oh, I asked you that one already. Uh, and this is the last one. It says, hi, I'm a patient of the Marion and have had a successful birth from a frozen egg two years ago. And I'm currently pregnant on a frozen egg that was frozen in 2017. I'm 39. And without this option, I wouldn't have my little girl. Well, that's lovely to hear. I'm sure that's lovely for you Absolutely. to hear as well. That is really gratifying. Thank um, you. Congratulations and best of luck going from one to two. I have to say, I found one to two easier than zero to one. So... <laughs> I hope that's your experience as well. I hope the transition is smooth and congratulations. Um, I'm delighted for you. Thank you so much. I think this has been really informative and enlightening for people. That's Dr. Kathy Allen, consultant to obstetrician gynecologist at the Marion Fertility Clinic. Thank you. Louise McSherry on 2FM.